I'm May Mendoza, manager of the sales and marketing division at Robert Walters Philippines, and I'm your host for this episode of our Career Advice podcast series. In this session, we will discuss how the exciting field of cryptocurrency is faring in the Philippines, and the man skills that fintech employers are looking for, and the available opportunities for job seekers in 2021. So, let me introduce our guest for today's podcast. He is a graduate from University of British Columbia, who is now the Crypto Marketing Associate at Coins.ph. Welcome, Franco, and thank you so much for finding time for us. Thank you, me, and you know, thank you, Robert Walters, as well, for having me on. I'm always happy to talk crypto. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure of that. Okay, let's get started. So for the benefit of our listeners and viewers, Franco, who don't know you yet, tell us a little bit about yourself, your your career journey, and also a bit about Coins.ph. Okay, sure. Um, so I'll start off with um, what is Coins.ph. So for those of you who don't know, Coins is a Southeast Asian fintech company, and mm-hmm. it basically enables anyone, uh, including those even without a bank account, to easily access financial services directly from their phone. So one of our major taglines is my phone is my wallet. And that's really the whole goal with the, with the coins.ph app. Um, we actually started seven years ago, I believe. And right now we serve over 10 million customers. And we're basically one of the first companies to um, feature cryptocurrency and reach mainstream adoption. And basically, our app allows you direct access to banking and, you know, digital payment services. And, of course, um, being able to buy and sell crypto as well. So just to run through the list of, like, all of the different functions our app has. Um, basically, you can send money from any coins wallet to coins wallet. Um, send remittances abroad. Uh, buy load. Um, load your, your beat card. Um, buy game credits. Pay bills. So basically, it's your one-stop shop for anything payment-related. And we, of course, have the added bonus of being able to buy and sell cryptocurrency as well. Um, So that's kind of where I come in, actually. Um, So I basically started off my journey with crypto. uh, Well, I guess the unofficial start was in 2014. because That's when I first heard about it. Um, I was still in college, and I believe I tried to, like, uh, basically mine Bitcoin, um, so, you know, I don't have access to that laptop anymore, but hopefully, yeah, someone out there has access to the hundreds of Bitcoins I left, left in there. Um, but yeah, my official start of my crypto journey was in 2017. So I just graduated college and I was looking for new job opportunities, um, whether that was in banking or basically around the financial services industry. So, um, during this time, my brother-in-law, um, kind of told me about uh, Bitcoin. And though I heard about it, I didn't really like um, do the research at the time and I didn't actually invest. So I basically started off by um, downloading the Coins app and purchasing my first ever piece of Bitcoin. And from there, I just you know tracked the price every day and kind of got addicted to, 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 to looking at my initial investment. But uh, more than that, I started to also um, explore the technology behind Bitcoin, um, so blockchain technology. And I ended up kind of in this rabbit hole of searching for different YouTube videos, Reddit mm-hmm. posts, Twitter articles, books on the potential for this technology to change the financial services industry. So um, because of all that research, I eventually stumbled on a position as a 
customer service representative for this crypto startup uh, called SEI at the time. And I eventually got the job. And this really gave me kind of first hands on the ground experience of how people understand crypto. Because I would be the one in charge of answering all of the customer service inquiries and you know, questions if they had any issues with sending Bitcoin or receiving Bitcoin. So part of my job was to not only you know, help the customer solve whatever issues they had um, with whatever transaction, but to also um, take crypto or blockchain or Bitcoin, these complex technologies, and kind of convey them in a way that was more palatable and more layman's terms for the average user. So I got really good at, you know, taking these complex topics and kind of um, summarizing them into a way that most people can understand. And uh, uh, basically, my bosses at the time recognized that skill, and they told me that I would be more suited towards a community development role. So I switched over from customer service to um, basically a community de- development officer. And, you know, this is pre-COVID, so... Uh, at the time, as a community development officer, I was in charge of kind of organizing events around crypto, um, handling meetups, um, kind of moderating panels, and also going to different schools to educate people on the basics of blockchain technology. So I did that for for a few years, and you know, eventually, um, May contacted me um, <laughs> to to apply for this role in in Coins PH. And of course, I was very excited because I was still a coins user. Uh, I was still very much a coins user even then. And um, yeah, I decided to apply for the crypto marketing position there. And um, yeah, uh, everything worked out. And I'm currently working there now. Yep. (laughs) That's good to hear, Franco. And thank you so much for sharing your story. Very interesting. And I would say I'm very familiar with your story, not as familiar as now. So thanks for sharing. And I, I can relate to you because when I was asked to work on a crypto marketing associate role, this is the first thing I did as well. I went to YouTube, activated my Twitter account just to really get to know the industry more. So very interesting. And I can feel the passion also coming from you. So that's good. Now, I want to understand, right? So to inspire our viewers and listeners as well, can you share some of your you know, biggest personal and professional achievements so far at Coins, probably in general? Um, well, I think one of the um, biggest achievements that I've had in Coins is um, actually being able to um, kind of run the campaign for the release of new tokens. <laughs> So uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, CoinsPH is a, is a wallet, but uh, we also sell different kinds of cryptocurrencies. So initially, we just started out um, by selling Bitcoin, and we slowly expanded to other cryptos such as Ethereum, XRP, and Bitcoin Cash. That update, that last update to our wallet occurred as far back as 2018. So one of the main requests that you know, um, people, uh, Coins users have been always been asking is to... Um, release new tokens onto the app. And, you know, we've heard those requests. And basically, when I came in, I was in charge of handling that entire campaign of launching the three new tokens, the three latest tokens on on coins. So that would be USDC, Chainlink, and KNC. And it was just a career highlight for me because I personally am a huge fan of the coins.ph app. I'm not just, you know, shilling this. I genuinely use it... um, uh, daily, um, just to check on my different uh, cryptocurrencies and also to send money from uh, back and forth uh, to my friends and family. So the fact yeah. that I could um, 
the fact that I was basically using this app for the longest time for my own personal use, it would be a part of my daily life and that I had a part to play in actually, you know, pushing it forward, introducing yeah. new features, new tokens. Um, yeah, that definitely was a career highlight for me because it was kind of like a surreal moment, you know, for me to actually have an impact on this app that I've been using for so long and see the features that, um, you know, we've been wanting to put, uh, uh, that I've been working on and helping to put actually there in the app, you know. Um, so in a way, I've only almost made my own stamp on the actual application itself. Impressive. And I like the fact that, you know, you're, you're currently with coins, but you also believe in the, in the product and the brand that you use it yourself and you encourage people to use it as well. So I like that. So, so Franco, this is, um, this is more of a curious question, right? Can you, can you tell us more about blockchain technology? Sure. Basically, blockchain is a very wide topic and there are a lot of different facets to it. Um, I'll try to explain it in my own way, but I always encourage people to kind of do your own research if possible. Um, but to put it simply, blockchain is a network of computers that reach agreement over a shared ledger. And when I talk about a ledger, it's basically the same thing that we kind of use for accounting, right? So if you have any experience with accounting classes, you should be familiar with this idea. But basically a ledger is a record that tracks the movement of money coming in and out. So you can think of blockchain as kind of a, uh, a new form, a new digital form of this, of this ledger that has been used you know, for centuries, whether that ledger is, in, is an actual physical recording in a book or whether it's a database in an Excel file. So blockchain is a new application for that. Um, and in order to kind of, you know, um, you know, give a bigger, uh, a better idea of how, you know, blockchain ledgers work. I usually compare blockchains to the typical like banking industry. Okay. So for banks, they use something called a centralized ledger. And in this centralized ledger, basically every time the bank has money deposited, withdrawn, or transferred between branches, the bank is going to record that in their own centralized ledger. And the reason why I'm emph- emphasizing that this is centralized is because Basically, the bank owns this ledger. So it's going to be the one source of all transactions that happen within the bank's network. So they're the ones who maintain it. And they're the ones who you know, are, are in charge of you know, actually um, showing what transactions come in, come in and what transactions come out. So in contrast to blockchain, blockchain basically uses something called a shared ledger. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's shared is because Unlike a bank, which, you know, stores the ledger in their own centralized uh, computer, uh, the, a blockchain ledger is shared, the copy of the, uh, of the blockchain ledger is shared through thousands of different computers all over the world. So this is a kind of brand new innovation um, with ledger technology because basically it gives power to the people in that you can, anyone can participate in updating this ledger as long as they have access to a computer and an internet connection. And since there's no central administrator, um, the entries that happen onto this ledger are publicly like accessible to anyone and publicly viewable to anyone. So you can really, you know, kind of uh, allows you to be more accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically what this blockchain 
technology allows us, you know, many different applications. And one of those applications, one of the most known applications for blockchain technology is, of course, Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why Bitcoin has kind of grown in popularity is because for the first time ever, we have a basically a payment system native to the internet. So the internet was an informational revolution where we basically democratized access to information for everyone. You can think of blockchain and Bitcoin as um, uh, democratizing value, the ability to you know, trans- transport and transmit value anywhere around the world using, utilizing the internet without the need of any like, major financial intermediary. So yeah, Bitcoin is one of those applications for blockchain technology, um, but that doesn't mean that's the only application, right? And that's where the blockchain industry comes in to find all sorts of different ways to implement this technology. Uh, another example would be for supply chain. So you can use blockchain, uh, you can use the ledger uh, technology of uh, blockchain to basically keep track of you know, different goods coming in and out of a supply chain and making sure that uh, each of these goods is tracked properly without anyone being able to tamper that record. Mm. Uh, another application for this is also remittances. So by being able to you know, utilize a peer-to-peer network with no other financial intermediary, you can send value across the world for a fraction of the cost and also at a much faster speed as well without having to rely on like bigger remittance companies. You can just use the blockchain network to do the transfer of money for you. Okay, great. Thanks for explaining that. I'm sure it's something that most of the listeners and viewers are not familiar with, myself included. So, <laughs> Great. So my next question, Franco, is how do you see the Philippine market you know, adapting to this technology? Do you think that the Philippine market is ready to embrace blockchain technology? So, yeah, that's one of the cool things I think, you know, about blockchain technology in regards to the Philippines is that we are, the Philippines is very much a pioneer in this space. Um, As you know, like, since we are a country of many different islands, what happens is that it becomes very hard to kind of transfer value from one place to another, especially when you're in the more rural parts of the Philippines. So what blockchain technology does is basically bring the, 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 val- the power of you know, the banking system to anyone with a smartphone and an internet connection. And that's why Filipinos have been really receptive to this technology I think I read on a recent survey that as much as 20% of Filipinos have kind of used their own crypto. And I think that's one of the ways that we can be a leader in this space by being able to um, utilize this technology to not only to, you know, invest in Bitcoin, but use it as an actual network in enabling people from all over the country that don't normally have access to banking services to being able to, you know, send money directly from their phone. Because yeah. one of the things that I think uh, Filipinos are very uh, good at is being able to be on their smartphone and use social media. So mm-hmm. it's basically being able to bring these financial applications to anyone on the smartphone, I think is going to enable a lot of um, opportunity um, not just for individuals, but for businesses to, to, to utilize that technology as well. Great. 
Thanks for answering that, Franco. Um, and my last question pertaining to this is, how are organizations using it to grow their business? Any insights on that? Um, so for coins in particular, we're of course utilizing blockchain technology for to facilitate remittances. But you know, there are other organizations or companies that can use blockchain to basically track items on their supply chain since the blockchain is uh, maintained by thousands of different computers all over the world it's harder to tamper with and you can use that to you know track the um the supply chain of a particular good all the way from the factory uh until it's finally into the hands of the consumer also another way that uh, organizations can use blockchain is to you know store data Because at the end of the day, a ledger is just a way to store data. And um, by being by tapping into a publicly available blockchain, you can utilize that instead of you know, keeping your information siloed into your own um, centralized system. That's good. I didn't know that, that last part. So thanks for that. <laughs> so that's good, um, Frank. Because I'm sure most of our listeners and viewers doesn't have an idea about blockchain technology. I think you just need to like, You know, the best you know explanation or description or definition that would help them understand it better. So now that we kinda kinda understand blockchain, you know, um, now let's move on to traits or skills that yeah. one should have if they're interested to be part of this industry, right? Of the blockchain industry, what traits should they have or skills competencies for them to be successful? Okay, um, so. As I mentioned, this is a brand new field and a brand new industry, and blockchain technology is still, you know, I would say we're still very much like in the early '90s in terms of blockchain. <laughs> so, so nice. I would compare it to the internet of the '90s, basically. So, mm-hmm. you know, the opportunity and the potential for this technology is very high, and as a result, I think one of the things that you need to develop is adaptability so yeah. what i mean by that is your ability to acquire inf- new information so mm-hmm. your ability to um, stay up to date on current trends within blockchain technology and your ability to learn about all of these new developments that are happening because mm-hmm. it's constantly changing i think also you have to be a avid reader um, one of the ways that i learned about blockchain is basically by reading all of these Uh, different books on the technology from authors like Andreas Antonopoulos and Safdin Amnos. So you have to be willing to kind of like put in the work and actually digest this information from all different sources. Also, you need to be, I would say, creative. Um, for my role as a you know, marketing associate in Coins, um, I have to be very creative in the way that I present these new Um, cryptocurrencies and technologies to people, and I have to also be aware that even though I might not, I might know a lot about the technology, our audience might not necessarily feel the same way. Yeah. Um, so I have to be kind of creative in, um, you know, being able to convey a complex topic into something that is digestible and for everyone else to understand. Because you know that's one of my one of the important roles of a, a, a as a marketer. Uh, and then uh, lastly, I would have to say, this is not something that I 
am uh, personally great at. Uh, but uh, if you have any coding experience, whether JavaScript or C++, I would strongly advise you to also search for opportunities in blockchain because um, there, there, there's a lot of um, need for hard skills such as that. And if you're you know, familiar with um, the cryptocurrency Ethereum, one of the things that a lot of people um, uh, do for Ethereum is develop smart contracts. And they're built using a language that is very similar to JavaScript. So if you have that, Um, you know, if you have that hard skill in your arsenal, I would definitely suggest looking to blockchain because there are so many different opportunities for, you know, coders and programmers. And I think over the next several years, as blockchain continues to gain, you know, mainstream adoption, the yeah. need for these hard skills will, will increase as well. That's great. So you talked about learning fast or being agile, probably reading books, you know, need to be an avid reader. Um, coding experience is also a plus. So take note, um, all our viewers and listeners. And maybe Franco, before we wrap things up, what would be your biggest advice to those that are inspiring to be aspiring to be part of you know this industry? Okay, so as I mentioned, um, the blockchain industry is still very in the very early stages, and I think one of the one of the great things about this technology is that so far. Filipinos have been very receptive to it. And, yeah. you know, um, the BSP, which, you know, governs all um, cryptocurrency related, uh, everything cryptocurrency related has been very progressive about its stance, yeah. about its uh, stance there as well. So I think the Philippines is in a very good position to be a leader in this field. And I think one of the reasons why for that is basically we are a nation of many islands And um, because of that, you know, there's a lot of um, banks, uh, rural banks and banks that um, tend to live very, uh, very far from one another. So there's really this need to create, you know, sort of an ecosystem wherein we rely less on the, on, on the different banks out there and more on basically bringing the bank directly to your phone. Yeah. Um, so I guess one of the pieces of advice I would give to someone is that make sure that you are genuinely interested in this technology and you are passionate about it because it is, as I mentioned, a new industry and like any new industry, there are roles, there are roles for it that there, there are roles that exist for it that exist with any other industry. Yeah. So, you know, the banking industry, there's always need for marketers. There's always need for accountants and same thing with, with companies that involve blockchain. So as I mentioned earlier, we're still very much in the early 90s in terms of technology. And um, yeah, there's a lot of room to grow. And I think the best way to start is to really do your own research. Um, go on YouTube, go on Twitter, go on Reddit, find your, you know, do what I did and, you know, really delve into that Bitcoin slash blockchain slash cryptocurrency rabbit hole and just immerse yourself in it. And um, yeah, basically any skills that you've learned, whether through school or your past careers, you can apply that to this industry as well. All it takes is a little bit of specialized knowledge on, on, on blockchain technology. And I think there are going to be so many more opportunities for you in this industry, especially as it becomes more mainstream and especially as more companies start to, you know, see the value of blockchain and crypto. Okay. 
Thanks, Frank. So in summary, if you want to be part of this industry, you have to like it. You really have to be passionate. You have to be patient about it. So thanks for that. Now, um, Frank, I'm sure a lot of our listeners and viewers are interested to know, are there any available opportunities for them within the coins or within the industry? Would you be able to share a bit of Yeah, that? so I mean, um, speaking directly from coins, basically, uh, as I mentioned, we have, there are so many different roles um that uh that blockchain kind of enables and for coins in particular we have openings for product managers um business development roles um of course if you're a programmer feel free to apply to coins here as well because we're, we're always as i mentioned earlier we're, we're always in demand for those kinds of hard skills if you work in uh, operations as well basically any role that other company looks for Um, blockchain companies look for as well. Mm, okay. So that's good. A lot of interesting opportunities for all of you out there who's interested to join this industry. And, you know, hearing it from Franco, I think he shared a couple of tips, you know, what skills will you be needing, his advice as well. Now it's time to upscale yourselves and, you know, be ready for, for this industry that's going to be get that's going to get bigger in the years to come. I'm sure of that. Right. So... Okay, great. Once again, thank you so much, Franco, for taking the time to do this with us. It was really a lovely session and we've gained many insights and takeaways through your sharing. Um, I personally learned a lot, so I appreciate this. So thank you so much, Franco. Thank you, May, and thank you, Robert Walters, for inviting me today. Thank you again, Franco. To our listeners and viewers, we hope you've gained new professional insights from today's discussion. May this information in our sharing help you clarify the next steps in your personal career journey. If you would like to have a further private consultation, do connect with me on LinkedIn or visit us at www.robertwalters.com.ph. Thank you and stay safe.